inspired by Mary Jane. I am yours truly, Mary Jane. This morning, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently, but yeah, it's going to be the same. So, ignore my morning voice here. Uh, hopefully, you guys can hear me well. I pray you're having a great morning. I pray everything is going good for you, God's way, okay? All right, this morning, what we're going to do is God gave me something to share with you guys on this Sunday here. I want to start doing the Sunday, uh, drop the mic Sundays, you know, <laughs> just to give you guys that push forward for the upcoming week um, to, to get you just going forward here. So today, what we're going to be talking about here on this beautiful Sunday is wait on God. And I'm going to be giving you a scripture, Lamentations 3 and 25 is the scripture that we're going to be coming from. And in Lamentations 3 and 5, if you would like to turn to it, or you can just sit back, kick back, and you can either take notes, or you can just sit back and take this in and soak it in. Some people need the notes, some people sit back and just soak it in, and then um, they go from there. But either way, or as they say, either way, but I say either, because y'all know I'm country. But either way it goes, the main thing and the main key to this is to apply whatever you learn from God and what he tells you to apply, whether you're taking notes, whether you're able to remember everything, however you do it, as long as you apply the word of God to your life, that's the biggest thing. So we're going to go ahead and get started in Lamentations 3 and 25. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to those who seek him. So God wants us to wait on him, be confident in waiting. When you're confident in something, you are sure of it. You have faith and you know it's going to happen. When we wait on God, we know we, we're waiting on somebody who is going to show up. It's not like waiting on a friend who sometimes they say they're coming and then sometimes they don't really show up to come pick you up. And you're like, I don't know. They say they come to pick me up from work. I don't know. I better get a backup plan. <laughs> See, God is not like that. When God tells you to wait, when God has us waiting, we don't need a backup plan. God is the plan. He's the only plan. He's the truth and the light. He's the only way. So when we have God on our side, when we're waiting on God, we don't need to make sure we got an Uber on backup. <laughs> we don't need to make sure we call somebody else just in case this person doesn't show up because God is going to always show up and he's going to always show out when he shows up. Because we know the Lord is good, again, to those who wait for him. We know he is good to those who wait for him. And that's just, that's the beautiful part of it. In Psalms 46 and 10, be still and know that I am God. Be still, be confident and waiting on God. And before God can bless us, he allows a test. There is no reward without a reason for it. Who knows that? Who knows that there is no reward without a reason for it? When you are rewarded for something, you're rewarded for something that you've done, that you did. It's, it's not, never a reward that's just given to you. It's never something that you just get. You always have to earn it. It's always something that you earn. So that you know that the test, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> that the test that we face and the test that God allows us to go through is so we can be rewarded. You know, God can't go around just giving out stuff, you know, just, just giving out rewards, you know, and you haven't earned it. 
it's just like as a child when you do your chores, when you um, do what it is that you're supposed to do, and then you're able to get your allowances because you have did something to earn that. You gotta earn your way. So the kingdom is no different. We are required something. God requires something from us in the kingdom. So everything you do to receive a reward, you have to do something. You have to put in the work. You've got to put in the footwork. And many times we are alone, so we learn how to be whole alone. Self is the best way to test to see if we're ready to become, to become one with someone else. Now this message and what I'm speaking on is about self. You know, that's, that's, just been, that's just been my thing now for a while is about self. You know, many people don't talk about self. When we have service and go and attend services, I don't know about you guys, but I have never really um, had a teaching in a, uh, uh, on far as in a setting of a Sunday service where they're mainly, they're, they're talking about self. See, a lot of things we face and go through is because of self. We are wanting to be in relationships, we're wanting to be married, we're wanting to be with someone else and not wanting to really spend time by yourself. And the main person that you have to be able to be, be one with before you can be one with someone else outside of God is yourself. You gotta be able to deal with yourself. You have to be able to know how to be okay with yourself. You gotta be able to be confident, be happy, and be able to love you. So that love you have for you, you will be able to also know how to love and care for someone else. When someone else mistreats you, someone else do you wrong, it won't tear you down and just break you to the core because you have begun to develop a relationship with God and with self. Now, that doesn't mean that it won't hurt, but it means that you'll know that it's not you because you've spent time, you've, you've been with yourself, you've dated yourself, you've cared for yourself. I think that's so valuable and I don't hear it being taught and talked about enough is being with yourself, dating yourself, at least dating yourself, you know, after each relationship, you know, taking time for yourself to, you know, just to regroup, to go back and to discover things about yourself because each year brings on something new. You know, each season there's something different. If you're constantly growing and developing, you change. You know, what I expected when I was 18 is something different than what I'm expecting now. What I was looking for then is something different than what I'm looking for now. The first person you're in a relationship is with yourself. If you can master the relationship with God and yourself, then you can conquer any relationship with another person. You can consider another relationship with another person. Many times we rush things when God wants us to take our time Many times we want to rush the process. We want to go ahead and let's get this over with. Let's be done. Let's get to the next step. We want to rush it. And I know for myself, and speaking on a personal experience, I have rushed relationships. I have rushed my way through things. And when you rush your way, you miss things. You know, that's just like when you're cleaning up. When you're cleaning up and you rush through, you miss spots. And you're like, oh, I didn't see that. You got to go back and get it. You know, when you rush through washing your car and you go back and you say, oh, I see that I missed the spot. I didn't know I missed it because you rushed through it. But when you take your time and really focus in on the problems, <clears throat> and when you really focus in on what it is that you're doing, 
it's not as easy to be to overlook something. It's not as easy for someone as they say to pull the wool over your eyes. When you go into anything slowly, everything you do, take your time. That's why it's so important to wait on God. That's why in Lamentations 3 and 25, it said the Lord is good to those who wait. God is good to those who wait. God can show you things, reveal things to you. You can see things more better when you don't rush the process, when you wait on God, when you have built that self-development for yourself, when you've developed yourself, when you have taken time for yourself, when you've taken time to find out about you. And it's not even too late. A lot, I know a lot of you may say, well, okay, I'm already in a relationship. I'm already married. It's still time to develop. Some of us stop developing when we get into relationships. We stop developing when we get into a marriage. We stop developing when we get a certain job. We stop developing once we get to a certain point in our career. And growth should never stop. As long as you are living, you should continue to be growing. You should be continuing to learn about you. God is, he said, he come that you may have life that we may have life, including me, and have it more abundantly. So that means, man, it's so much. It's so much on the inside of you. It's so much on the inside of me that, man, we could be a lifetime finding out about it because God is so great and so good. It's like he, the, the more you get it, the more you grow, the more God gives to you. The more things he places on you. The more you pass this, he go takes you to the next level. It's like in a game. You don't stay on level one. Once you master level one, they take you to level two. Once you master level two, they take you to level three. You never stay on level one the entire game unless you don't master it. Unless you never can get past level one. But once you pass a certain level, God takes you to the next level. That means there's more things to develop, more things to learn about. That means more blessing, more tests, more things, more rewards. I mean, if you continue to grow. It's just like from a child to becoming an adult, there's a time span of growth. You're growing. You learn how to walk. You learn to crawl. You learn how to walk. You learn how to, I mean, everything is a, it's a phase to everything. You continue to grow. So even as an adult, as long as you live, as long as you have breath in your body, you're continuing to grow. You're continuing to learn more about yourself is how it's supposed to be. Just because you're in a marriage, you're in a relationship, you're at a job doesn't mean you're at a standstill. Doesn't mean you know all there is to know about you. You will never know as much as God know about you. So it's so much about you that you may not even know because you haven't tapped into the inside of you. See, some people, we want to get to know somebody else and what it is about them, but we haven't taken our time to get to know ourselves. We haven't taken our time to find out about us. We haven't taken time to develop ourselves. We haven't taken time to date us, to see what it is on the inside of me. What it is it about me? Let me find out about me. God, show me me. Because when you know you, you know how you can be a solution to someone else. When you know you, you know who is a good match for you. When you know you, you know who is not a good fit for you. When you know you, you know that, no, I don't want to accept that. When you know you, you know, no, that's not going to fit my purpose. When you know you, you know that if it don't make purpose, it don't make sense. When you know you, you know that this job here is not what I need because it doesn't match with me. When you know you, you know what is not of you. You know who is not of you. You know the voice of God, you know you. When you don't know you, you don't know the voice of God. You accept certain things. You'll do certain things. You allow certain people in your life because you don't truly know you. But when you know you, how God knows you, when you love you like God loves you, you don't accept and put up with a lot of things. When you truly know you, 
Sometimes we want what we're not ready for. <laughs> Ooh, let's say that one again. Sometimes we want what we're not ready for. How many of y'all, you can go ahead and just raise your hand. There's nobody in the room but you. Raise your hand and say that. And sometimes you want it and ask God for something that you know you really wasn't ready for, but you thought you were ready like it. I'm ready. I'll give y'all a little quick little storyline here. I remember, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Putt-Putt. You know, I'm an 80s baby, so, you know, Putt-Putt uh, was a thing. Now they kind of changed Putt-Putt up a little bit. So, I remember, I think I was 12 years old. There was this ride at Putt-Putt. It was in, you know, water, a little boat ride. Never, excuse me, never been on a boat. Never been on a boat. Oh, I asked my mom, could I get on this boat? I just had to get on this boat. Mama, I want to get out there. I can do it. I can. She's like, you ain't never been on no boat. You don't know how to swim. Because at that time, I had not learned how to swim until later on that summer. She's like, you don't know how to swim. You've never been on this boat. You don't need to go out there. I said, Mom, I can do it. You know, I got so upset just telling her, you know, what I can do. And that's another thing. Sometimes some people see what you're not ready for that you asking for, but they know you ain't ready for it. But you keep asking for it and they're trying to tell you you ain't ready, but you think they hating on you. You think they're trying to hold you back. But sometimes some people are telling you things that they see that you don't see. So I said, Mama, I can do what I can do. So she said, okay, go ahead. Don't go out there. She said, don't be crying calling me because I can't swim either. <laughs> what a great mom, right? <laughs> so I'm on my own. So, okay, well, she was just talking. She would have jumped out there and got me. So, okay, I got out there on the boat. Oh, I'm ready. I'm, I'm a big girl. I got this. I got out there, couldn't get the thing to move, saw all that water, you couldn't see in there. It's not like a pool where the pool, you know, it's clear water. It was like a, I don't know, like, I can't even explain it. It was like dark, like a lake, like, I don't know how it had. I can't even explain it, but you couldn't see the bottom. And I mean, I panicked. I was like, oh, I need to get out here. And you know, I'm crying. Mom said, see, I told you, you not to go out there. And the people had to come get me. Because I, I just froze up. See, she knew I wasn't ready. See, sometimes we won't, but we're not ready for it. I wasn't ready for that. And guess what? I've never been ready since. <laughs> sometimes some things we just never be ready for because it's not within us. It's not our makeup. It's not, it, it's not what we're created to do. It's not who we are. You know, so that was one of those things I wasn't ready for. And to this day, I don't like it. If I can't see in the bottom of it, if I can't see and know how deep it is, I'm not getting in it. But see, sometimes we go through things that we think we're ready for, and God's like, you're not ready, you're not ready, and we just keep on, keep on, keep on until God says, okay, I'm going to let you go forward, and I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to let you find out and see. So make sure you're ready for what you're asking for. Make sure you prepared yourself. Make sure you found out about you before you're asking for somebody else. Know you. If you can stand to be with yourself and you can be with you and you can date you and you can be okay with you and you can be content with you and you can be happy with you, you can be good with somebody else. Because the first person that you are to take care of is you. Your first assignment is you. Did you know that? That your first assignment is you? Your first assignment is you. It's not somebody else. It's you. You got to make sure you are good. You are your first assignment. You know, the best thing we can do is learn the things that God wants us to learn, to develop ourselves, to take time to get to know who God is in our life. Sometimes when we rush things, we miss things. 
Sometimes when we rush things, we miss things. When we rush through life, when we want to rush through everything, we want to rush through the process, we want to rush through everything. I'm one of those people, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm one of those people, but I'm learning to enjoy the process. I'm learning, you know, that the most beautiful things come from a, a process that takes a little bit longer. I've uh, started doing pottery now maybe, um, maybe about almost a year now. And I'm going to tell you, that's a process, but the end results of it is beautiful. The things that are created from pottery, the things that I have made from pottery, you know, from the beginning, it's like, oh, it's not, this is not making sense. You know, when you get that clay and it's in a, 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 a cube or, you know, whatever type you have, but mine comes in like a cube shape. And it's, that's all you have. You just got, it looks like mud, you know, that's not as wet, but... It just looks like a bunch of mud. And you're like, what possibly can come out of this? And, you know, I've even seen things and they said it's from pottery. I'm like, pottery from clay, what? You know, if you haven't experienced that process, you don't, it doesn't make sense. You, you want to rush it. You know, it's like when people place an order or have ordered something with me. And I'm like, well, it's going to take about three, three to four weeks. And they're like, oh, okay. But then well, they're okay at first. But when they got to wait. They don't want to do that. They want to rush it. And you can't rush the process. If you rush the process, you will mess up the end results. You rush the process, you'll mess up the blessing. You rush the process, you're rushing the blessing. You may have had a, a huge blessing, but you rushed it. So the 100% the blessing you were going to get turned into 50% because you wanted to rush it. You didn't want to follow through. You didn't want to see it through. Because when you do pottery, you got to first, you got to get it. You got to wedge the clay. If it's brand new clay, you can go to work. You don't have to wedge it. But if it has once been something else, whew, it's just like with us. If the clay has once been something else and it didn't turn out the, quite the way the potter wanted it to, they got to wedge it so they can redo it, start it over. So basically it loses its memory. Clay has a memory, so it has to go back just like us. You know, when we've been through things and we don't go and we don't hear from those things, we don't develop from those things, we don't learn something good from those things, and we go to something else, we can remember what we went through before and take it to the next level with us and think that before is going to be the next time too. And the next time, your before, you can think it's going to be your present and your future. So see, when you go through that, you got to go back to God and sit at the knees of God. You got to lay at his lap. You got to go back to God. You got to develop yourself. You got to be wedged. You got to be wedged. So when you get that clay, you wedge the clay and you make something from it. It has to sit. It has to go through a stage of drying. It has to sit there and dry out. It has to sit there and begin to go hard. And then once it does that, and even before it goes to that stage, you still got a little time if you see some mistakes you made. If you see some places where it's not as great as how you want it, just like with us. If you see some things about you while you're developing, you can go to God about those things. You can go to those things. You can repent about those things. You can go and say, God, I see something right here. I see this area about me that I don't really like. I need your help with that. So just like that clay, you can change that before it gets to, to bone dry. You can change it while it's 
right? And while it's still wet, like while it's that leather hard is what they call it. But while it's that leather hard, you can make the changes. See, before you get with someone else, you're at leather hard. See, while you're at leather hard, you can make changes in yourself. You can begin to change this about you. You can develop this about you. You can say, oh, this is not a good thing right here. God is here. I'm going to get this to you. Help me with this. You can work on that. When something about you is good, not good. Your finances, you're not good at finances. You're not good, you know, your patience or whatever it may be. You can say, okay, God, I'm going to get this to you. We need to work on this right here. You can work on that because you're at another heart but then once you get into a relationship with someone else you're at bone dry then it's like oh it's not that nothing can be done but the process may be a little bit more difficult because you're now trying to develop you and trying to get to know someone else at the same time and see now it's that bone dry and that bone dry stage is the most sensitive stage it's the stage where if you're not careful and if you bump that that pottery just a little bit too hard, you can break it and you have to then put it in water to let it get all soft back over again. And then you got to go back and dry it out and you got to wedge and you got to start the process all the way back over again. Who wants to keep starting back over again? Who wants to keep going back from bone dry to leather? hard to bone dry to leather hard bone dry to leather hard we want to get to the next stage we want to get to the stage of being fired up we want to be fired up because see the next stage for pottery is to go through the kiln the kiln is the stage where it goes through where the clay then is taking on the extreme amount of heat the extreme amount of heat to see if you can come out if you're gonna make it through see this is the stage where it shows that you rush the process or did you take your time because if you rush the process, you didn't let it dry out. You didn't make sure you counted any cracks or crevices or any issues that you saw in that clay while you were molding it, while you were getting it together, while it was at leather hard stage. If you didn't take your time through the process and look it over and make sure everything was everything, when it gets through the firing stage, it's going to determine if you rushed the process or if you took your time. If you took your time, it's going to come out better than when it went in. If you took your time, you're going to come out better than coming out than when you went in. If you take your time, if you don't rush the process, if you do like it says in Lamentations 3 and 25, if you wait on the Lord, if you wait on God, and you don't rush the process just like that clay, if I don't rush the process, the end results are going to be great. The end results are going to be great because once it goes through that extreme fire, through that kiln, that's when it comes out and it comes out better than when it went in. And that's when it's then ready. And then it's up to the individual who have that pottery to take care of it because then it's at a stage where it's glass. It's still fragile. It's so awesome and so unique till if you don't handle it with care and you drop it and it breaks, you didn't take good care of it. So that's when you still gotta make sure that you are in the hands of someone who's gonna take care of you. You're in the hands of someone who have then been through the fire themselves, who didn't rush the process, who took time to develop themselves too, who took time to learn about themselves, who took time to build a relationship with Christ. Because if they took their time, then they're gonna know how, how long and extreme that process was of self-development, of developing themselves. So they're gonna make sure they take care of you because they're gonna say, man, she's been through the fire. She's been through the fire. 
and then come out looking like she's been burned. When pottery goes through the fire, when that clay goes through that, you would think under that amount of heat, you're thinking, oh man, it should come out looking kind of burned up. But it came out looking better than when it went in. Then it comes out, you get to put the glaze on. You get to put the gloss on. See, that's when you get to work the outside of it then. That's when you get to work the outside of you. Because once it comes out the cam, you add the glaze. The glaze is like the makeup. The glaze is like the fresh haircut, fresh line up, your lace front. You know, you got your hair uh, fried, dyed, laid to the side. You got your lipstick on. You got your eyeshadow on. You got your earrings on. That's when you can make up the outside of you. Once you've developed the inside of you and you've gone through the process, you've gone through the fire, you've gone through the fire, baby, and then you can begin to glaze. You can begin to get that glaze, that top coat. You can put that top coat on because the inside of you is already ready. So then you can go on the outside of you and you can glaze yourself. You can begin to apply your makeup. You can begin to do the things on the outside of you because you've handled the inside of you. So I don't want y'all to rush the process. This is even a word for me. I don't want you to rush the process any longer. I want you to stop where you are. I want you to pause for the cause. I want you to take your time. I want you to pause for God. I want you to wait on God. I want you to remember Lamentations 3 and 25, even for word for myself, to wait on God. I don't want you to rush the process because if you take your time, you're going to come out better than when you went in. You're going to come out the fire not even looking like you've been burned. Then you're going to be ready to glaze. Then you're going to be ready to go to the person who can take care of you who've also been through the process. Before you get with anybody else before you do anything else with anybody else say hey you been through the process hey you been through the fire hey you been through the process and been through the fire because if they haven't been through the process if they haven't been through the process of self-development loving themselves they're gonna have a time trying to love you it doesn't mean that it won't work but it can be easier if the two who come together to become one have already became one before they try to become two. Before we can be two, we got to be one. Because you can't get two unless you got two ones, right? You got to have a one plus a one, and that gets two. It's not a half and a half, because a half and a half don't get you one. It says two become one. So you got to have two before you can become that full one. You got to have a full one. We got to be full in this season. We got to be a full number one. We got to be a whole number one before we can be a, a number one together. We got to first be a one individually before the two can become one. So it says two. So you got to be a whole you before you can get with someone else and go together. Because see, let me tell you something else. I'm gonna tell you something that maybe your mama didn't tell you because my mama didn't tell me. Or maybe something your daddy didn't tell you, your guardian, your grandparent, whoever it may be that raised you didn't tell you. Maybe even something you didn't tell yourself. Is you got to take the time out to get to know yourself. You gotta learn how to be with yourself. There was something I was about to say, but it kind of went that way. So it's going to come back to me. So I'm going to keep flowing because the Holy Spirit always brings it back to our memories. So I was speaking on the level of the one, of being a whole one, of being a full you. Truly getting to know you. Truly getting to know yourself. Being an individual first before anything. Taking time out to spend time with yourself. Because there it is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because when you don't know you, you don't know what you like. <laughs> Did you hear that? I'm going to go ahead and just 
lean back over a little bit and say that. When you don't know you, you don't know what you like. When you truly don't know you, you don't know what you like. When you haven't <clears throat> developed yourself, you may be looking for someone else based on a feeling, based on a premature development. You know, we have a premature development. That's like a, a child who has not developed into an adult yet. That's like, like I said, a premature. It's like before a dog becomes a dog, they're first a puppy. Before a chicken becomes a chicken, they're first a chick. So we gotta first go through the process and see a puppy likes stuff differently than they do as a dog. A dog and a puppy likes two separate things. They like to eat differently. They, their amount of food intake is different. When they're a puppy, it only requires a little bit. But when they become a dog, they're like, you're gonna have to give me more than this. They change. We change. What you were okay with in school, I look back on some people I dated in school, no offense. <laughs> none given and I pray none is taken. And I was like, what in the world? Because then what I was looking for was different because I didn't know myself on the level that I know myself now. So that's why it's important to know yourself, to develop yourself, take time to know you. I'm not saying, you know, you can't be in a, a friendship with someone. I'm not saying you can't be in a relationship because you know what you were able to do. But I am saying you need to be developing yourself. You need to be taking out time for you. You need to be learning what God has in, inside of you because you're not here just to be in a relationship. You're not here just to be married. You're not here just to be here. You are here on an assignment. You are a solution. And in order to know what solution you are, you got to know who you are first. To know what solution you are, to know who problems you can solve, you got to first know who you are and what type of solution you are because if it don't make purpose, it don't make sense. All right, that's a Mary Jane quote for you. If it don't make purpose, it don't make sense. We got to make life make purpose. It got to make purpose. Everything you do got to make purpose. It has to be some reason behind it. You start getting reasons for the things that you do. If it ain't no good reasoning, like I ain't no need doing this. If it's not gonna help develop you, it's not helping someone else. And while you're helping someone else, it should be helping you. If it ain't helping you and it's hurting you, you don't need to help them. And like I put on Facebook earlier, no one should outdo you helping you. If you helping somebody else more than they helping themselves, that's a problem. I shouldn't be out helping you helping you. Nobody should outdo you helping you. You should be the number one person who helps you. So when you help someone else, it's supposed to make you feel good. It's supposed to do help you too. Have you ever given to someone and blessed someone with something? And even though you didn't get anything naturally that you could see, it still made you feel good. It still blessed you. So if who you with and you helping them and it's not helping you and you feeling like, man, it's feeling like more of a, a, a burden than a help, then it's time to rethink that. So again, what we came from today is Lamentations 3 and 25. And the word for you guys today from being inspired by Mary Jane, and of course, yours truly, Mary Jane, is wait on God. Wait on God. We also came from Psalms 46 and 10. Be still and know that I am God. Don't rush the process. Go through it. Because once you go through the fire, you're going to come out better than when you went in. But you can't rush the process. Because great things come from those who go through the process. Some people process may be longer. Some people may be shorter. 
But don't base your process on someone else's process because you don't know if they rushed the process or if they took their time. Because the main thing, once you go through that fire, once you go through those tests, it's going to determine that you rush the process or that you take your time. Take your time, develop yourself, love yourself, date yourself, be with yourself, be one with yourself. Be who God has called for you to be in this season. Step up to the place, step up and show up for you. If nobody else shows up for you, if nobody else loves you, know that you gotta love you. Know that God loves you no matter what. Know that and say to yourself, I gotta love me no matter what. Because you are with you more than you with anybody else. You're with you everywhere you go, you're with you. So you gotta get along with you. You gotta be okay with you. You gotta know how to love you. You gotta take care of you. You gotta protect you. You gotta guard you. You gotta make sure nobody don't cross you. You gotta make sure nobody don't hurt you because it's you and you, baby. It's you and you. It's you and you against the world. It's you and you. You got God and you got you and you got you. Meaning you got yourself, but you gotta be the one to take care of yourself. It's you and you, baby. It's you and you. So, all right. Thank you guys so much for your time. I pray you got something out of this. I mean, oh, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm glad I recorded this. Some things you just like, oh, man, I wish I would have recorded that. And it's one of those things I'm so glad I did record it. I know it has been a while since I've been on here. Oh, man, I've been going through a transition. I've been going through some self-development, too. And I just haven't been rushing the process. So, I'll see you guys again on next Sunday. Thank you again for your time. Enjoy your week. Go out here and take care of you, okay? Go out here and show up. Go out here and do what you've never done before. All right? Have a great one, and I'll see you on the next one.